Lord, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2. 1 Thessalonians, thank you for singing. Thank you for singing from your heart. A tremendous truth in those songs, I tell you that. Face to face, you will see Him someday. And uh, that's going to be a glorious day. I want to preach tonight on the subject of the Bible and you. The Bible and you. And I want to ask you a little bit about your response to the Word of God. Just one verse tonight, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 2 and verse number 13. We took some time and looked at chapter 2 1. We split up into two sections there. Apostle Paul was seemed to be uh, defending his ministry there. And uh, he says this tremendous, tremendous statement concerning this church. He says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing. Boy, what a statement. Listen, we're thanking God for you on a regular basis. And here's why. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. He said, hey, without ceasing, I'm thankful for your response to the Word of God. When we came, we preached the Word of God, and we're thankful for your response. What kind of relationship do you have with the Word of God? What kind of response do you have? I want to look at this one verse and look at the response of this church, what he says here in this one verse. Let's ask the Lord to meet with us. Lord, we love you tonight. Thank you for meeting with us already in the singing and the fellowship one with another. Now, Lord, we ask that you would help us tonight as we gather and look at your truth. I pray that you would speak to our hearts. Lord, sometimes Bible reading can become mundane. Sometimes when preachers stand to preach, we can find our mind daydreams. Lord, I ask that you would help us tonight to be challenged by this church at Thessalonica. And Lord, would you use your word in our lives to change us, to make us more like you. And then, Lord, help us to be proclaimers of the word. We'll thank you and praise you for what you do. In Jesus' name, amen. He comes to the church Thessalonica. He's there for three weeks. Preaches truth. They respond, God does a work, he leaves, and he writes this letter back to this church. And he says in this verse, on a regular basis, I thank God for you. And I'm thankful for you because of how you responded to the word of God. I want you to see number one, very simple message tonight, by the way. They listened. They listened. When we look at this verse, there are two different words for the word received in our text. The first word received is a word that means they were receptive in listening. The second one, you'll see the word goes from their head, listening to their heart, and they allow the word of God to change them. When we think concerning the word of God, the construction of this says, hey, the word of God, which ye heard from us. The literal 
uh, rending is a word heard from us from our God. And we look at the Word of God and we think the Bible starts with what? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, right? And as we look at the early book, we look at, as a matter of fact, let's just turn there. We have time. Let's turn to Genesis chapter number 1. Genesis chapter number 1, when God speaks, how does nature respond? Nature does what God says. The Bible says, and God said, verse 3, let there be light. And what does it say? And there was light. Nature responds. And God said, verse 6, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. Let it divide the waters from the earth. And God made the firmament. And we think concerning creation. We think concerning everything that God said. It happened. Verse 11, God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yearling seed. And what do we see? We see God do it. Hey, when we think concerning the New Testament, and we think concerning Jesus and his interaction with his disciples, do you remember what he said to the fig tree? You're not going to bear fruit anymore. And they came back, and guess what? The fig tree was barren. We heard this morning, we, we reminded ourselves this morning of what Jesus told the seed. In the middle of a storm. Master, wake up. Don't you care about us? And Jesus said what? To the ocean and the wind. He said, peace be still. Nature listens and obeys the word of God. But when it comes to mankind, when it comes to human beings, often we don't tune our ear to the word of God. By the way, we have a great privilege here in America that many nations don't have. We support Brother Fielder that does Bible translation work. And I'll never forget, I have it on my computer. I should show it again. I should just do it. I'll never forget the video he sent us when he sent us a video of Mission Emphasis Week when this tribal group was receiving their copy of the Bible for the first time. They didn't have a Bible in their language. And Brother Fielder and them presented the Bible, and you would think, I mean, these people were jumping up and down, these people were elated, they were so excited that they had the Word of God. Many of us have multiple copies of the Word of God in our house, and we think about it, what is my relationship to the Word of God? I want to do a little study here for just a few minutes before we move on to our second thought. And I want you to take your Bible and I want you to turn to Job chapter number 23. And I want you to see what Job said concerning the Word of God and the importance of the Word of God. Job chapter number 23 and verse number 12. Job 23 and verse number 12, he says this, Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. Now look at this. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Do you get up in the morning and prepare your food before you spend time with God? Now you might say, hey, I prepare my food and eat so I don't sleep during my time with God. We're going to talk about that too. We think about what Job is saying. He's saying this. The Word of God is more important to me 
than eating food. It's interesting. You talk to people and say, hey, you, you get up and have your devotions. Man, I struggle getting up and have my devotions. You say, okay, well, tomorrow, could you, could you meet me at Shady Maple for breakfast at 7? Oh, I'll be there. I'll be there on time. I'll be there. You see, sometimes our necessary food takes precedent over our time with the Lord. You see, sometimes we'll take more time preparing breakfast or lunch or dinner. We got, oh, we'll give God a few minutes. We'll give Him five minutes in the morning. We'll give Him a few minutes. We'll spend half an hour preparing. Hey, we think about it. What Job is saying is this. You know, we're not getting on people that takes time to prepare food. I get that. But the point of what he's saying is, is this. Hey, the Word of God was more important to me than eating. When's the last time we found ourselves, can I use the term, reading over time? You have a slot amount of time. You say, well, here's my time. i got to get ready, shower, do this so I can be at work on time, right? And you find yourself reading the Word of God, and the Word of God is speaking to you. And you find yourselves, you know, we lose track of time all the time. Talking on the phone, hey, I, uh, oh, hey, you know, right? We lose track of time in a restaurant. Hey, oh, oh, we got to go. But we lose track of time. Hey, that, that's pretty convicting to me. It gets, it gets worse. <laughs> go to Psalm 119. Psalm 119, the psalmist said this in verse 14. Psalm 119, verse 14. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. In verse 127 of the same psalm, the psalmist says this. Therefore, I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. The psalmist says in Psalm 19, more to be desired are they than gold. Now we think about this. The psalmist is saying, look, Job said, spending time with God is more important to me than eating. The psalmist says this, Spending time with God is more important to me than making money. And you know, I'm not, we have to work, I get it, we have to work, we have to make money, I understand it to live. But, many people will wake up, they'll set their clock, and they'll get, I'll set it, I can get a shower in three minutes, if you're a guy, uh, ladies, it's 45, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, and I'm going to plan this thing to the nth, and I got every, alright, I can sleep till I get up. Shower, run out the door, be on time to work. And this isn't a priority. And the psalmist said, Thy commandments are more important to me than gold. Spending time with God more than riches. George Mueller said this. He read the Bible through over a hundred times. He wrote 30,000 letters per year for 40 years. 30,000 letters per year for 40 years. He had nine assistants working in a dozen languages. He pastored 1,200 believers, had the oversight of five large orphanages and a huge publishing house, printed and distributed millions of books, tracts, and Bibles. And he said this, 
I never think of going to my work without first having a good season of time with God and my Bible. Psalm 119 and verse 148. Here's another one. More important than food, more important than riches. Psalm 119 and verse 148. The psalmist said, Mine eyes prevent the night watches that I might meditate in thy word. If I was to ask tonight how many of us are tired, probably almost every hand would go up, right? The old spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. The psalmist said, hey, there are times when reading the Bible and getting a word from God and spending time with God and sensing the presence of God, hey, there are times when that's more important that I don't even go to sleep. I have to spend time with the Lord. Which is why I admired again, I don't know what all the Lord's doing in Kentucky, and I'm thankful for anything that God is doing anywhere. But there were a number of people, they stay up all night for two weeks. And I know that everybody wasn't there every minute of the whole thing. But what they were saying is, by the way, I'm thankful for anybody that's praising Jesus. What they were saying is, is this, spending time with God... So any time is more important than anything, than my sleep, than my eating. I was talking to a priest or friend of mine. We we're discussing this, this revival thing. And, and you know what, Ernie? I forgot to push play. Oh, I'm supposed to be pushing, not play, record. Should I just forget it? All right, we're just going to forget it. It's right here. <laughs> I told you you better remind me. We're having some issues with with our recording. For those on live stream, we're glad you're here. Um, and so he, all I had was one job. Just push this red button, and I just saw it. There it is. Oh, well. Uh, he commented. He said this, you know, in some of our colleges. This we start independent Baptist colleges. He said, in some of our colleges, I wonder if God moved and kids wanted to stay up all night. If the kids would get to merits. They're just kidding about it. To get to merits. You know, we 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 want God. Oh, I want God to do great things. Oh God, you gotta move in this society. God, you gotta work. And yet we don't have time to I gotta go to bed. I don't have time to really get into God's word. My wife has a plaque in our living room that I see I think she put it up there for me. Like when I sit in my recliner chair and try to relax, you know, (laughs) it says this. I read this every day. (laughs) Be still. (laughs) All right, that's hard enough for me. And know that I am God. Do you know God spoke to Elijah through the still, small voice? And God wants to speak to us. God wants to show us what His will is. Have our eyes prevented the night watches that we might spend time with Him? Remember the story in Luke 10, Martha and Mary, and Jesus comes and Mary chooses to sit at the feet of Jesus. And she's complaining about Martha. Or no, Martha's complaining about Mary. You you know the story. And Jesus says what? Martha, you're cumbered about many things. Mary, 
have chosen the good thing. We have lots of Bibles. We have freedom to read our Bibles. And yet, how much time do we really listen to the Word of God? We have lots of challenges. You know, I'm for, by the way, if you can, I'm for bringing the Bible to church. You know, a lot of people want to look at their phone. If you can, that's great. But for me, if I'm looking at my Bible on the phone and someone's preaching and the thing goes, boop, and you got the little text that comes through. Uh, Mine doesn't ding at me, by the way. That would drive me absolutely nuts, okay? Uh, People ding, you know, you're with them, ding, 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 ding. I'm just like, man, what in the world? Mine doesn't ding. But I'll tell you this, for me, it would distract me from listening to what God has for me. Do you know, as we look at the Word of God, God has something for all, every one of us to take home. Are you listening? Not Eugene. The people behind you. Number two. Paul said they received the Word of God. Go back to our text. Number two. Here's a second very basic point. Not only did they listen, they let. They let the Word of God change them. The second word received is a word it's more than just an object of receiving. It has the idea of the Word of God going from their mind to their heart. They allowed the Word of God to change them. You know the Holy Spirit of God when you got saved moved in. He moved in to help to conform you to Jesus Christ. God conforms us to Jesus Christ through this word. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. We'll look at that in just a little bit. When I think concerning the power of the word of God. The Bible says in Jeremiah 23 and verse 29. Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh a rock in pieces? The Word of God is able to convict the hardest of people, the hardest of hearts. Sometimes we can get a cold heart through the things of the Lord. Sometimes we can find ourselves a little desensitized, maybe or a little prone to wander. Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. When you get back into the Word of God, the Word of God can take that heart of stone and, and as a hammer break it into pieces. The Bible says in Psalm 119, 105, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Sometimes we're determining, what does God want me to do in this situation? We might ask, call mom and dad, and ask different people for counsel. The first place we ought to go for counsel is right here in the word of God. Because the Bible says that the the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God will show me what the next step is. Sometimes we make it hard on ourselves. Sometimes we make it harder than it is. It is his responsibility to show me what he wants me to do. I just need to be willing. I just need to seek him. You seek him, you'll find him when you search for him with all of your heart. Hey, we think concerning what God wants to do. We think about what the word of God says in Ephesians 6. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Hebrews 4 says it's quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. 
God's word is able to change us. By the way, sometimes we think we got it all together, don't we? And God will do two things. He'll send us problems that we can't handle. I remember talking to somebody. He said, yeah, I'm not spending time with God like I should in the morning. I said, you know what your problem is? You don't have enough problems. Don't pray God will send you problems. Because, you know, you got problems. You get up in the morning. You say, all right, God, i got problems. I need you. Give me something in the Word of God to help me out here. God will give us problems, but God will also, we get in the Word of God, God will also expose our issues as we look at ourselves in the mirror of the Word of God. James chapter number 1 talks about looking in the mirror of the Word of God. It's a mirror to change us. I read a story about a missionary society. In order to gain access for a missionary to work in some, uh, some of the African tribes, they sent down trinkets, trinkets to be bartered with with the natives. Among them was a package of little hand mirrors, such as ladies use. The natives have never seen their own faces in, the, in, in, in these mirrors. Uh, they except they, actually, Let me back up. The natives have never seen their own faces except in the water of some lake or stream. So the news of this wonderful instrument by which people could see their features was spread abroad. The missionary was invited by, the tribe, by tribe after tribe to visit them with this hand glass. In the interior was a princess in one of the tribes who had been told that she was the most beautiful woman on earth. When she heard of this instrument in which she might see what a beautiful creature she was, she bade the missionary to bring one of those mirrors. The truth was, the princess was the least attractive woman in the tribe. She took the mirror into the hut to take a good long look at her beauty. When she held up the glass and saw what she really looked like, she lifted her royal fist, dashed the glass to pieces, banished the missionary, and made a law that no looking glass should ever be brought into the tribe again. Why did she hate the glass? Because the glass told her the truth about herself. None of us have it together. God knows that. That's why God gave us this book. And it's, it's, it's not just that we want to read it, but we need to let it change us. Let me ask you a question. You read your Bible this morning. You probably could tell me where you read. Reading through the, this book, reading through. What did God give you this morning for you? You see, sometimes I'm for reading the Bible through in a year. If, if you can do that and get something from it. <laughs> when I was younger, i just read it through, check these boxes. You ask me, hey, what'd you get? You know, teenager, I'm reading my Bible, you know. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what I got. Matter of fact, I'm not even sure where I read. <laughs> hey, God wants to conform us, and he's going to conform us through the word of God. By the way, um. It is absolutely vital. I'm, let me say it this way. I'm thankful for parents that encouraged me on a regular basis, a daily basis, to get into the Bible. You see, why did they do that? I think they did that because they knew that if I would get in this book, God would speak to me directly. And the day would come when I would leave the home. And if I was reading this book, God would continue to speak to me directly. You see, we've got to let the Word of God change us. Sometimes we come to the Word of God with a preconceived notion. 
a preconceived, where can I find in the Bible this? We need to let the Bible change us. Number three, you know what this is. We're going back to the text. First uh, Thessalonians 2.13, we thank we God because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as a word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. The word effectually worketh means to work efficiently, effectively, productively on a supernatural level. It's in the present tense, continually the word of God will work. Go back to chapter 1 and look at what Paul said concerning this church. He was there three weeks. He says this, verse 7 of chapter 1. So that ye were in samples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. For from you sounded out the word of the Lord, not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but also in every place your faith to God would have spread abroad, so that we need not to speak anything. For they themselves show us what manner of entering in we had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God. Who told them all of this? God did. Through his word. Do you know what? If I tell you, you shouldn't do X, Y, or Z. You might say, well, you know, the preacher doesn't do this. I guess maybe I shouldn't do this. Or maybe he's against it. Maybe I... But if I can show you from the word of God, and God can tell you not to do X, Y, or Z, that's a whole lot better. You see, the Word of God, this church lived the Word of God. They practiced as God changed them and they recognized the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. They went out and gave the gospel because God convinced them that they needed to give the gospel. When they lived, and they did, they lived in a wicked world where there was idolatry and, and, and worship that, that was contrary to the Bible. They see what the Bible said, and they said, hey, we listen to the Word of God, and we, we want to be what God wants us to be. And therefore, the Bible is going to have to, ch I'm going to have to change some of my lifestyle based on the Word of God. Hey, God wants to change us. And it's going to be more than just in our head he's going to change our heart and from there he's going to change our action we think concerning the word of god and there's more that could be said second timothy 3 all scriptures given by inspiration of god and is profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness god wants to change us and use us to be agents of change in the lives of other people. George Foreman was a boxer. Many of you young people may not know that. Some of us old people, we do. <laughs> in his book, God is my God in my corner, the former heavyweight boxing champion writes, In 1974, before I went to Africa to fight Muhammad Ali, a friend gave me a Bible to take along on my trip. He said, George... Keep this with you for good luck. I believe the Bible was just a shepherd's handbook, probably because the only verse I knew was the Lord is my shepherd. But I was lo always looking for luck, so I carried that Bible with me. I had lucky pennies, lucky charms, and so I added the lucky Bible to my collection of superstitious items. After I lost the fight, I threw the Bible away. I never opened it. I thought the Bible didn't help me win, so why do I need it? 
I thought I'd get power simply from owning it. I didn't realize that I needed to read it and believe what it says. Since then, I've come to understand that the Bible is not my good luck charm. The Bible is my roadmap. I'm thankful for a work that God did in his life. The Bible is our roadmap. Faith cometh by hearing. Ah, we walk by faith, believing God no matter what. You say, Lord, I, I need you to increase my faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Someone wrote this poem, and I'll conclude with this. Though the cover is worn, and the pages are torn, and though places bear traces of tears, yet more precious than gold is this book, worn and old, that can shatter and scatter my fears. When I prayerfully look in this, the precious old book, Many treasures and pleasures I see. Many promises of love from the Father above who is dearest and nearest to me. To this book I will cling. Of its worth I will sing. Though great losses and crosses be mine. For I cannot despair, though surrounded by care, while possessing this blessing divine. This old book is my guide. Tis a friend by my side. It will lighten and brighten my way. And each promise I find soothes and gladdens the mind as I read it and heed it each day. Paul said to this church, hey, I give thanks always. Why? Because when you receive the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Lord, thank you for the word of God. Lord, we have way more advantages than this church at Thessalonica did. Lord, we have way more advantages than many people living in America. Lord, we have multiple copies of the word of God. Lord, sometimes, though, we need to be reminded of the basics. Lord, I ask that you would help us as a church to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. Lord, would we listen? Would we wake in the morning ready to hear from you? Lord, would we let the word of God change us? And Lord, would we live truth before a world that is heathen and anti-God. That they might read our lives, the Bible, in us. And glorify our Father, which is in heaven. Work now in our midst here tonight. And we'll thank you for what you do. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. I wonder tonight, did the Spirit of God take truth and show you a need in your life? See, I'm here as a Christian. God's working in my heart. Pastor, would you pray for me? Can I see your hand across the auditorium? Pray for me. God's working. Amen. Amen.